Pickaxe. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to this week's podcast of this week's One Life Left Radio Show. I'm Simon Byron. I am Steve Curran. I'm a bit cold, Steve. Um, yeah, it's 10.5 degrees now and uh, I'm pleased that I'm wearing a, a hoodie uh, and that my microphone is obscuring the front of my chest because otherwise this might be like my only fans i'm so cold you might be able to see <laughs> there might be visible signs that i'm cold uh better that than your only fans in summer when the temperature goes the other way around <laughs> and we have different sets of problems so a good not- show this week yeah, you think so? I'm, I'm a bit concerned about because we've recorded it first thing in the morning. I, I don't know. I was going to say to you that we should record first, uh, do Monday mornings early um, in future. But I mean, let's see. Let's see what the reaction is um, because uh, yeah, I'm a bit tired. Um, uh, you know, and sometimes on a Sunday I might have had one or two pints. So, um, you know, that, that gives us a bit more energy, but often requires a little more in the editing when I've said mm. things that I shouldn't have done. I think we should govern the showtime around yes. what time we can tempt Anne to come back on the show. Okay. Uh, or, so, or we could just move in together and then we could just broadcast that 24 hours a day, <laughs> seven days a week. Um, yeah, so this is the first show back since the 500 because you forgot to tell me you were in Sweden. Where are you <laughs> in Sweden? Uh, I was over in Sweden to do Marioki at a, a games commune, what amounted to a games commune. Whereabouts? Uh, I have literally no idea. <laughs> I, don't, I genuinely they, don't. They, they, uh, they, they picked us up at the at Copenhagen airport and drove Put us to the middle head, of a forest. They? Yeah, right. We were, wow. I was, I was, I was genuinely slightly worried. I mean, me and uh, the... The member of the Marioki team, James Scott, that I took out to uh, Sweden did make jokes about, well, you know, it's all going to be a bit like midsummer uh, and uh, we'll end up in a wooden structure burning alive. And that's a photo, there you go, of James that I took in the middle of Sweden. Crikey. I mean, you know, if that's not. An an example of why you should tell people where you're going in advance, because if you'd, if something had happened to you, no, I I would have been sat here waiting for you, yeah, waiting to do a radio show that would never be broadcast. And can you think of anything sadder than that? Yeah, the, just so you know, listeners, the photo I I showed Simon was a photo of James inside, trapped inside a, a wooden structure with what looks like kindling at the bottom. Uh, <laughs> We did not set him alight, so we both got home safely. It was a really, really good birthday party. We had a brilliant, brilliant time, brilliant uh, mariachi over there. And, uh, yeah, I was just over there for a couple of days, but I I genuinely got a little bit confused about the uh, days and times and left you in the lurch. So apologies to that. Apologies to Yeah, left you in the shed. Apologies to listeners as well, Um, but we're back now. Well, so there was a follow-up to episode 500 uh, that came in via the Discord, and uh, it goes like this. Dear team and SSG, the listener here, that is the one you discussed a few weeks ago during the podcast intro, who's been listening to old shows from 2011. Simon asked why I'd started there. The answer is because Apple decided that I should, randomly downloading hundreds of old podcasts when I updated to iOS 16. It's not the first time they've done it either, so I previously re-listened to loads of even older episodes. 
Every time it does it, I plan to write in with a letter sharing some of my OLL memories and how they link to significant moments in my life. The only OLL event I've attended was when I was down south for Christmas one year and the non-listener friend I dragged along accosted a very fancily dressed Martin Hollis and accused him of having stolen his childhood. The year I spent my first Christmas away from my family, alone in a room in the Himalayas, listening to Matthew Kumar tell me about Spelunky, marvelling at how boring all my old letters were. However, it seems, even when directly called out on the show and with a big numbered episode perfect for that kind of nostalgia looming, I still couldn't get my act together to write in. But since we're reminiscing, many years ago, the National Media Museum in Bradford was showing the Sigur Ross movie. None of my friends locally were interested, so I invited a friend over from Manchester. He came and brought with him a friend of his who was visiting from somewhere even further afield. Over a curry, I got chatting to chatting to my friend's friend, on, and the subject turned to video games. He mentioned that he'd recently been at a wedding where he'd met a friend of a friend who had a blog called Chewing Pixels. That was very thoughtful on the subject. Years passed, and eventually my friend was getting married. At the stag do, I I again got talking to his friend, and I told him all about how I'd started reading that blog, and then I followed lots of links from that blog, and that was how I discovered a radio show called One Life Left that helped me rediscover my love of games and showed me the the guilty pleasures really were just pleasures and not just something I needed to feel ashamed of. And that was when I discovered that my friend's friend was... Robert Howells. What? What? The circle of life. The circle of OLL. Oh, my Um, God. Anyway, I didn't really have a question or anything, but thank you for that lesson and for brightening up an hour of my life every week for the last 16 years. If you make it through 16 more, I'll still be listening. Cheery sign off, James. Thank you, James. That was a brilliant letter. Mm. Um, Doesn't the world move in strange ways? This is getting a bit spooky, isn't it? After Anne mentioning last time that she walked past Howells in the street. And then this, it's a bit like, well, you wonder what the world's doing. If only there was a way we could bring him back, Steve. (laughs) (laughs) So for a hint on that, how it might be possible, what Steve has been up to, too much time on his hands and an evil twink in his eye. Uh, Do listen on. Uh, Thank you for listening. If you've got any more tales about uh, weird coincidences or stuff that we should only read out of the podcasting intro, please do email. Team at onelifeleft.com. Thank you very much. Here's the show. Goodbye. Good evening and welcome to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. We are a radio show, but all about video games, and my name is Steve Curran. Hello to you, I'm Simon Byron. Hey Simon, how are you this week? This week, Steve, I am mostly tired. Uh, (laughs) We're recording this first thing in the morning, on a Monday morning. Uh, normally we, we pre-record on a Sunday, but uh, I was out I was out and about last night, wasn't I? I went to see, I went to see another podcast being recorded live. <gasps> was it Parco's? Yeah, he was doing it as part of the Just for Laughs comedy festival at the O2. Oh. Uh, <laughs> and it was, uh, yeah, I don't know, a few thousand people there. Yeah, I'm not um, surprised. Meteoric rise for the boy, but well-deserved. 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 Um, so, yeah, we're recording this very early on a Monday. Uh, however, Steve, I believe that the mask has slipped from your story. Um, I think everything I know about you to be wrong. And, in fact, most of what you've ever told me is a lie. Because I dropped you a note this morning saying uh, I could probably start even earlier. Mm. Um, I dropped you that over WhatsApp. Please don't give my WhatsApps to a journalist. Um <laughs> I'd, and said, and then I waited for a response, and uh, you said, I don't know, maybe an hour or so later. Sorry, I've just woken up. Mm. Which leads me to, you imply that you've got a child, mm-hmm. a young child. Yeah. 
how did you sleep in? I slept in because the young child was yelling until 4am in the morning, son. Oh, okay. That's the secret, is it? <laughs> so I was on shift one uh, during the um. middle of the night when she was... Um, I can't remember what it was even. First she was she was rattled by a noise and then she her her neck hurt a bit and, <laughs> and then she couldn't she couldn't read a word in in her book that she was reading to get back to sleep and um and then she was she said she wanted me to sit in the corridor. Um and then uh yeah, eventually she fell asleep. So so yeah, that's that's why, Simon. Okay. Um, I, I hope you think my story checks out. Well, I'm going to come and see you next weekend and just uh, do an inspection. <laughs> I'm going to bring my notepad. You um, are. I wanted to talk to you about that. Do you think mm-hmm. next? Do you think next weekend we'll get a chance to record this? Record the show, IRL. Maybe, yeah. So, listeners, I'm going for a sleepover at Steve's next weekend, mm. um, just to uh, you know, just to validate his story. Uh, yeah, I think we're going to have to, aren't we? Because I'm staying over Saturday night, so. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, regular listeners of the show will know that I, I went for a sleepover at Simon's last year and he kicked me out in the morning. Didn't get a chance to uh, record the show. Uh, you do the... snore though, Steve. I know, I know. So, <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to it. Obviously that means, uh, unless, what if I got Charles Cecil round as well? Got him to, <laughs> got him to whisper the deaths of celebrities <laughs> under your daughter <laughs> to wake you up in the morning, as is Let's tradition. See. Mm. Looking forward to it. Any other news before we get on with the news? Well, we've got big news about the news, haven't we? The news is, Steve. Mm. I mean, uh, we've been friends for a long time. Uh, You make me laugh. Uh, You inspire me. (laughs) Very occasionally, you terrify me. And uh, this week, you did something that genuinely made me shiver. Um. And yeah, I'm excited to see how we introduce that to our listeners. All right, well, uh, let's just get on with the news section and see how it goes, shall we? Let's do it. Simon, I think you should introduce it as always. What am I saying? <laughs> well, you're not Anne Scantlebury. Oh, I'm not Anne Scantlebury, uh, but we're delighted that she has returned in some form. Here's Anne with the news. Seems there's no stopping Microsoft taking over Activision Blizzard. The European Commission reported that forcing asset sales as part of the approval process for the $69 billion deal is off the table. Despite the UK regulator suggesting such remedies, Microsoft's offer of game licensing deals to rivals is likely to ease antitrust concerns. The tech giant even put forward a 10-year legally enforceable contract for Call of Duty to be available on PlayStation the same day as Xbox. But Sony ain't playing. We'll have to wait until April 25th to see if the deal gets through. Someone call the deal breaker. Uh, she's phoning that in, isn't she? <laughs> Do you think after 500 shows, she's 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 lost a little of her enthusiasm? Well, um, so presenting Anbot Beta. Um, been messing around with AI, as as uh, regular since the show will know, and I uh, had a conversation a couple of weeks ago with a company called Eleven Labs. And Eleven Labs are. Uh, experts in voice synthesis and I'm, I'm going to be working on something with them but I mentioned that I was uh, doing a radio show and I also mentioned uh, that we've you know we've been struggling we've lacked a third voice for the show for a, a you know a couple of years now and I wondered if I could use their technology to bring her back now, obviously, show five hundred was incredible, and we want Anne back for real. But I did get in touch with her and said, "Listen, um, do you have a clean sample of your voice? Because uh, I'm thinking of trying to make the 
news basically i'm trying to entice back uh, entice Anne back on the show and i was like listen what if we could take all of the prep that you used to do for all of those shows away and we could just have you showing up and you know doing what me and simon do zero prep rocking up to the virtual studio and uh you know we'll ai the work away um and she didn't reply so I just sent her one of these audio clips and she said, lol. Okay, so she's fine with it then. Actually, looking back at my WhatsApps, just in case they leak. Actually, no, I said all of that stuff, uh, you know, because I had an idea. I'm doing it, I think I might be able to clone your voice. Uh, then you could do the show like me and Simon, e.g. irregularly and with zero prep. And then she said lol. And then I sent her a voice clip. And then she said nothing. But she doesn't need to, does she? Her silence says everything we need to know. <laughs> this is fine. <laughs> so um, the voice the voice cloning is incredible. Absolutely uh, amazing. Like I said, I did me and you, Simon. It made us a bit posher. With Anne, can't get any posher. Right. So, how much audio did you did you give Eleven Labs? Um, I gave I gave Eleven Labs all of the audio of Anne's performance on Show Five Hundred. Okay, that was it. Um, wow. I trained it like that, and I'm using their API, calling their API after issuing ChatGPT a prompt with all of our news stories taken, as always, from where Simon. VideoGamesChronicle.com, although I don't even think we need to credit them anymore. <laughs> well, so, Anbot so just also accepts stories from uh, Eurogamer as well. And so ju- ju- is, just explain exactly what is happening. So Anbot is a script on a, on a site that I've set up which takes a feed from a story from Eurogamer or Video Game Chronicles. It uses... Um, it uses... Uh, it doesn't use ChatGPT. It uses... Uh, DaVinci, although ChatGPT, uh, ChatGPT's API is available from this week, so we could use that instead. I don't think we need to. It uses DaVinci to uh, summarise the video game news article and to uh, add a little bit of humour to it as well. Add a, <laughs> add a quip at the end. Uh, and... Yeah, and then you can generate it multiple times uh, if you want, or you can just download the audio first time, which is what I did because I had 10 minutes to do this this morning because I was up until 4 a.m. last night. Wow. So that then was a summary of videogameschronicles.com's news story, which says that it's unlikely that um, Activision would need to sell off the Call of Duty franchise. Um I mean, I thought we would start off with that story because it's been rumbling on forever and to see mm. whether AI could interject anything new into it. It doesn't sound like it has. The well, it's not programmed about- to do that. Um, it's programmed to do a joke, which is often inappropriate. And let's hope that it's got through that. <laughs> I, could, I could program it to do conjecture if you'd like, Simon. We yes, can upgrade to please. Anbot Beta uh, 1.1 for next week. Well, I, I, and I guess, though, the real test of this technology would be if Anne's partner is listening and whether mm. he wants us to provide any more um, Anne <laughs> assets. <laughs> she might be phased out at home. Mm. I don't know. I mean, well, we all could be. I think we should, we should return to um, your commentary on this. What was the first thing you said after I sent you the... Well, no, actually, not the first or second things that you said, because they were rude words. They were rude words, weren't they? They weren't the rudest words. No. Um, you know, I reserve that uh, for other individuals. Um, what did I say to you? Oh, yeah, that was it. I said, uh, is, uh, this is the first use of AI that has scared me, mm-hmm. uh, which is true. Uh, and then I said, can we do shows entirely by AI now? <laughs> can we can we um well two posh I think, old men i think what, what we should do from now on because this is a beta test it'd be useless without um feedback so we should look at the news stories um not just from a news story angle but look at what we would like to improve in Anbot. i don't think we're quite ready to be phased out but clearly that is the end goal here but for what, all of us but 
I mean, I wasn't really listening to uh, Anne Bott's <laughs> <laughs> summary there. But, but if what if we give Anne Bott feedback and it doesn't like us and then decides mm. to murder us? Or worse, join Parco. Mm. Let's try new story number two. BAFTA has revealed the 2023 Games Awards nominations and God of War Ragnarok sets the bar high with 14 category nominations. Alongside the success of the much-loved series, indie games Stray and Elden Ring both earn eight and seven nominations respectively. Vote now for the EE Game of the Year, the only award voted by the public. And soon we'll all know who wins the golden joystick. Here's hoping it's God of War Ragnarok. We reckon with such a loved franchise... It'd be Hades to miss out. <laughs> That's a joke, right? That is a joke. I don't get it. <laughs> Hades is another word for hell, right? Yeah. And it's saying it would be hell to miss out. And it's a video game sort of joke, maybe. I mean, that's a really good summary of that story, though, isn't it? I mean, what it doesn't say is what a boring list of nominations it is this year. Hmm. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's a pretty good summary. I, I think that um, Ambot struggles with numbers, so 2023 should be saying 2023 at that point, right? Um, and calling El- Elden Ring an indie game, Anne would never do that. Um, but otherwise, pretty good, pretty good wow. summary, wow. I think. Um, I, it's also good, Simon, that you've started off the news story uh, news sequence this week with the two most boring ga- uh, yes. stories. Uh, Microsoft story. Do you think that will be the last time we see that story? I hope so. Um, I hope so too. I hope yeah. so because I'm bored with that rumbling on. And also, BAFTA, I, I do I do want to see how they get away with Call of Duty on Switch as well. So mm. I, I do hope it succeeds. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and the BAFTA story, well, every year uh, we, we get a list of nominees and every year I struggle... To care, it's it's the ones you'd expect, isn't it? It is, yes, it is. Um, yeah, yeah. So, just a massive shrug of the shoulders uh, for me. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna. <laughs> Let's program an AI to do some. Uh, if we, once we get Anne's quips in orders. Let's do uh, a sarcastic AI that can say the things that I'm thinking that I don't want to say. Simon Bot could provide commentary on the news stories uh, and Stebot could try and move the show on to the next, <laughs> to the next uh, news story, which I believe is this one. Today marks the start of a new virtual sports tradition. The International Olympics Committee announced the qualification process for their Olympic Esports Series 2023. Nine games are set to be represented in this year's event, ranging from athletics to chess and even dance. Professional and amateur players are being invited to take part, but they better make sure they don't miss their start line. It's Gran Turismo 7 from April 13th. So strap in and get ready for a virtual thrill ride at the Suntech Centre in Singapore come June. Although I'm sure their mother will still say no video games, proving some things never change. (laughs) Fair enough. I mean, again, this is an insight into what computers find funny, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Um, Esports. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's it's good that we're... (laughs) It feels a bit like the the sequence in Terminator 2 where he he calls the the robot uh, and he he realises, you know, Arnie realises it's really the... T2000, and he turns to John Connor and says, your parents are dead, because he understands the subtleties in the in the AI flaws. Well, I don't think it can replace that. Of course, it can never replace Anne. Um, as for the news story, it reminds me of uh, back in 2012 when you, me, and David McCarthy, which, well, before that, when we found out 20, 2008, when we found out the Olympics were going to we hosted was it earlier than that 2006 uh, and we tried to work out where we could appear in the olympics do you think there's space for us in the olympics the esports olympics this year yeah i wonder what events we could realistically uh aim for a medal on um mm. ooh, what would mine be bang man up up down left right would they qualify as Olympic sport? I'm not so sure. Which you know what? I I think 
So here's my problem with with this. I think it's a good thing broadly, and I do think that there is space for esports in the Olympics. But it's a it's a bit like when they let football into the Olympics, it starts to get muddied up with the conglomerate that is FIFA, right? And the closer you get to these big organisations, not that the Olympics is without problems itself, but there's something quite pure about watching people run, right? As in a, a race to see who is the fastest over 100 metres. is very, very simple. But like, what are the, you know, having Just Dance, I, I, I love the game Just Dance in the mm-hmm. Olympics, but letting Ubisoft preside over what counts as esports dancing seems, you know, difficult to me it's it's not pure and it's dependent on the very specific rules that the game designers there put in place i would love to see something as pure as up down left right in the olympics like i think you know distilling distilling the basic mechanics of games down into esports that would be playable in a very very uh almost olympian sense um well i wonder if Production. I wonder if there's a contact form for you to get in touch with them, Steve, uh, on the <laughs> webpage. I, yeah, I mean, you know, so this isn't the Olympics. It's an event uh, run by the Olympic yeah. Committee. Um, uh, I think the trouble with something like Just Dance is no one believes that the, that, uh, the accuracy mm-hmm. that's being um, reflected on screen is necessarily... Uh, sort of one-to-one in terms of what the player's doing, do they? I remember um, when Wii Sports came out, uh, a friend of mine's children just worked out that when you're playing um, uh, Wii Sports tennis, you know, we all stood up doing forehands and backhands and volleys and, you know, mm-hmm. go through the motions. They realised you just need to sit on a sofa and just sort of gradually yeah, quite. Li- tiny little flicks, <laughs> which were then translated into these mm. epic rallies on courts. Uh, just dance is, is similar yeah um, and 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 i guess that's yeah one of the things uh, a mid-level would be not just to create specific um you know olympic esports games themselves which obviously would be a massive undertaking but finding the most suitable games for esports rather than the ones that have been lobbied hardest for um i i believe that dance dance revolution yep. is is a much better dancing esports than uh, just dance even though i love just dance uh you know ddr uh, is great spectator sport as well um genuinely and would be fun 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 to watch uh but also you know it's easier to measure who is the best best competitor there uh, i don't know what else should would make it and i think you'd you'd probably i don't know what the fighting game community would say about this but i'd rather see a street fighter game in there is there a fighting game in, in there is a virtual taekwondo hmm. well what's um, how and then did you, i can't remember if the story um listed all of them but chess has snuck in there hmm. well good do you think maybe it's a uh, battle chess or do you remember it's, it's not no because it's from chess.com okay so, you know, why don't they just stick to their own sort of tabletop Olympics <laughs> chess? Unless it's one of the chess variants, like um, there's the shotgun chess, isn't there? And uh, mm, There's loads, we, aren't there? Yeah, so we had about three of them on the show. We had a, a, a run of three of them uh, last year, didn't we? So, mm. yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, it doesn't feel video gamey enough to me. <sighs> okay, uh, I think it's time for... <laughs> News story number four. Need something to do during quarantine? Don't just sit there. Roll yourself with no paper. The wild new toilet paper controlled Nintendo Switch game created by SKT. Players must use motion sensing to roll an in-game toilet paper roll through platform mazes with a Joy-Con controller placed inside a real-life toilet roll. Don't worry. It's Japan only for now, but you can access it by making a Japanese user profile. Next thing you know, switch rolls will be literally flowing. <laughs> These are like children's jokes, aren't they? <laughs> aren't they? <laughs> yeah. Don't get that one. No, but who are we? Who are we? Mm. You know, maybe our our sense of humour, Steve, is not on a you know, hasn't yeah. reached that level yet. 
I think the most telling thing about that news story is the is the opening line, isn't it? Need something to do during quarantine. Yes, yes. Mm. So where is Eleven Labs based? Well, it's it's all to do with the it's that's so it's not Eleven Labs generating the text. Oh, sorry, the text they're doing the voice and they're chatting. Is, is, yeah, is yeah, generated yeah. by uh, OpenAI. Uh, yeah, yeah. And OpenAI's data set is trained up until. Is it 2021? Oh, I is think? it? Is it? Right. So the bot is stuck in quarantine. Oh, no, poor robots. Yeah. And for it, uh, this sounds like the perfect escape, doesn't it? Goodness. Well, it, maybe it was the bot that was responsible for hoarding all the toilet rolls then. In the <laughs> yeah, that would have been a better joke, wouldn't it? Yeah, Could have this, hung that <laughs> in and would have done that. Yeah. Mm. So this is um, a game uh, in which you, you um, yeah, it's it's a, in fact, this is a perfect illustration of the sort of thing that the, the Olympics should be doing. Mm-hmm. It is um, an accurate, uh, so you put your Joy-Con in the toilet roll and then you roll that from left to right. Um, and then the on-screen display will mimic those movements. So it's a physical game uh, being recreated digitally, which looks like um, a lot of fun. Mm. We've had um, games like this before, haven't we, Simon? I remember Just Tap. Was it called Just Tap? I don't recall that. It was a game where you put the controller, the Wii controller, on top of um, the box of the game, and okay. you drummed on the box... It was by it was by one of Sega's developers, one of Sega's name developers. Okay, it might have been by the Fancy Star Online guy, right? Whose name I've forgotten, forgotten, and obviously who I'm going to Google now while you follow up. Well, um, I like the idea for the narrative on well for this, which is. Um, <clears throat> The game features narrative in which a Japanese salaryman discovers he's run out of toilet paper. Players mm. are therefore tasked with delivering the troubled worker with the much-needed sheets. Amazing. <laughs> what has he done? <laughs> what has he done? If <laughs> Much-needed. Quick. Um, yeah, and the other thing, uh, so when you when I saw the headline for this story, I just, I wasn't, yeah, I was pleased to discover that this is the way that the, a uh, game is using toilet rolls as opposed to anything else. <laughs> Joy-Con in one hand, toilet roll in the other. I don't know. <laughs> Could get very messy. Uh, game I was thinking of was Let's Tap, uh, and that was developed by Yuji Naka, of course. Yeah. Uh, there we go. All right, time for Anbot's final outing of this show. It's new story number five. Oh, hello. Anbot's broken down. What? Oh my goodness. Oh, that's shocking. One second, one second. Actually, I'm not going to do that. It's not worth it, is it? Um, yeah, Ambot's, Ambot's failed, I'm afraid. Um, I, can, I can try and fix it. One second. Uh, do, 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 do that. What's the perils? They say never work with children, animals, or AI, Steve, don't they? Unbelievable, but true. Microsoft fans can now snack in style. Reports have emerged of the brand new Xbox Series S toaster. According to the images, it sports a white shell and large circular vent in true Series S fashion and will cost 60 euros. So if you love the Series S mini fridge last year and want to keep the cooking theme going, it's time to pre-order one of these and make Microsoft proud. Phew. Okay, well done, Anbot. You got through it. Um, actually, that wasn't Anbot's fault. That was uh, Riverside's fault. It was their upload glitch. So. Oh, for goodness sakes. Um, sorry, just to go back to uh, how we won't be replaced with AI, Steve, mm-hmm. ultimately, is that um, Anbot didn't have any of the context about uh, uh, Let's Tap um, because uh, you, you've you've drawn together those two games using different ways for the Joy-Con controller. Mm-hmm. Uh, reference the fact that Yuji Naka uh, created Let's Tap. And of course, mm-hmm. he's in a lot of trouble, isn't he? <laughs> so, so um, yeah, you know, you could have made a joke about him needing to tap on the prison bars. Or something <laughs> like, or something. I don't know. Well, we couldn't, of course, because Yuji no, Naka has not gone to prison. <laughs> no, yeah, but if he did, that would be the sort of joke we would make. <laughs> exactly. While also issuing best wishes to his family. 
And anyone else Anyway, concerned. they're making a toast. After the fridge, they're making a toaster. I'd forgotten about the fridge. Yeah. Um, that was that was a meme that became reality. And now it's, it's set a precedent. And, well, uh, has what? it? Or, or are they trying to... <laughs> knowing that the only way to market a product these days is through memes... They're like, all right, what can we do next, lads? We've done a done a fridge. Uh, everyone loved that. Should we do a toaster? It looks good, though. Um, there we go. It's working. Well, it's it on is the show, working. isn't yeah. it? So, yeah. I mean, I do need it. So, I do need a fridge for the shed because the one I have, the one I've got up here, uh, is broken. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I rarely need to make toast in the shed, but uh, as you know, as a range of appliances, I'd be all, I'd be all for it. Think it's safe. Having a heating element inside your wooden shed? Oh, I think it's needed at the moment. It says 10.3 degrees centigrade in here this morning, Steve, but let me tell you, I am freezing. 10.3 is really cold. Yeah, well, it starts off even lower. It starts off even lower. Okay. Okay. um, Yeah, I I love a toaster. I love a toaster more than a fridge, I think. Uh, So I still don't have an Xbox. What? You can't you can't run games on this, can you? Uh, it does uh, apparently it's not. It's just a toaster. Well, unless you sh- you put a Joy-Con in some bread, <laughs> roll it. it in the toaster. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we can get it for um, someone's jail cell. <laughs> should anyone be sent to jail? Should they be now? Should we be sent? Should you be sent to jail, Steve, for impersonating a, a newsreader? Well, I don't think so, because uh, the whole purpose of us doing this is to try and persuade Anne to come back. What do you think? She sounded a bit a bit more amenable to it last time, didn't she? Yeah. Um, the end uh, of the show. Yes, I think. But we're all busy, aren't we? We all have commitments. Mm. It's difficult getting a regular slot in the diary, as we've shown this week. It is. It um, is. It is. How do we feel that the news went, though? Pretty good. Good selection of stories, Simon. And um, Anbot will improve um, will subject, subject to Anne not threatening to sue us. Okay. So how will she improve then? Do you, do you offer feedback now? Well, like, I um, obviously tell Eleven Labs we've done this and encourage them to listen to the show as well because then we can move up to maybe three or four listeners every week um and i'll also i can go back and edit the prompt for open ai uh, improve that a little bit tweak that uh maybe as i said uh, chat gpt's uh chat gpt's api is open now so i can plug that in instead and ultimately when we're happy with anbot and when Anne is happy with anbot as well uh then we can plug in the news jingle as well and okay. get the get the bed running in the background so make it seamless yeah i i found it difficult even though i picked the news stories i found it i was sort of in, interested more in how Anne was mm. saying it and what she was saying than the stories themselves so um i don't think our discussions about the news were as uh fluid as they you know have been in inverted commas previously i i was you know so i sent the the audio um, no, so you sent me the uh, the website to generate the audio, van, and I downloaded that and sent it to uh, my wife, and uh, she and I, I, did, I didn't give any context. It was just Anne Bot reading out a story, and she went, "Oh, Anne's back, is she?" And I sent mm-hmm. her another one, and then this, the second one, she she was like, "Oh, this, there is something wrong with this," and then I went, "Oh, this is what Steve's done." Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it's close, isn't it? Uh, it's really impressive. I wonder. Um, for next week, if we do do it again, get uh, Da Vinci to make to. If you can specify that it will make a joke that will get us into trouble, <laughs> and then let's just see what happens. Because, I mean, is that yeah? Can we be well, held accountable for what the AI says? I don't know. I, I mean, as long as it's not swearing. Hmm. I think for next week, what I'll do is I will provide you with. Um, oh, I'm making this sort of promise on the show now. And it's, yeah, 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 it's yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep going, keep going, keep, keep going. Okay. I will provide you with two different buttons, which okay. can give, you know, different endings to the news. So you okay. can tweak the thing for... Because <laughs> I, I did see the uh, see the Eugene Acker story, and I was worried about Anne Bott's 
<laughs> and Bob making a joke that would get us in trouble at the end of that. But thankfully, we did it instead, which goes to show perhaps AI is exactly as trustworthy as we need right now. But I'll give you, I'll give you two different buttons. You can generate the stories next week, and I can, uh, I can respond to them blind. And, and and how easy is it to flip other voices in? Well, as I said, I've tried generating it with our voices uh, based on the same thing. It doesn't do as good a job. It's um, got to it's got to be able to do Charles Cecil. Well, if you can, oh, because of course we have access yeah, to yeah, anyone yeah, who's yeah, been yeah, on the yeah, show, yeah, don't yeah. we? Yes. Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> okay. Let's see where this goes, shall yes, we, listeners? I'm excited. Well done, Steve. All right. Thank you, Simon. And thank you, Anbot. One life left video game news with Anne Scantleberry. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For legal reasons, we should stress that wasn't with Anne Scantlebury. It was, of course, with Anbot version one. Uh, we are One Life Left. We're a video game radio show. We broadcast live on Resonance 104.4 FM every week. And we're also a podcast. You can find that at www.onelifeleft.com, where it's been uploaded by our under-caretaker, Phil. Uh, he's not with us this week. Normally, he produces. I feel a bit like... Um, we're off the rails this week. Uh, but he- an AI producer. <laughs> producer. Sorry, Phil. Thanks for everything. Uh, he also writes the show notes. Maybe he uses AI to do that. Uh, in the show notes, you can find a link to our Discord. Or you can go to hello.onelifeleft.com. There are all sorts of links uh, there as well. Um, and you can use that to write to the show. Do we have any letters this week, Simon? We do, Steve. All right, we should get on with the letters because we didn't do any uh, last week, did we? Here's here's the letters. Email, messages, and forward BCC. One life letters. Chris Conroy wrote, uh, Dear T-Man, SSG 500, done. Congratulations. More details in the previous email. Now back to business. And businesses this week found me sharing stories with some colleagues, one of whom bought TV series of the game inspired by the TV series of the comic by way of Marioki song and spin-off t-shirt, The Last of Us Up. Me and one other. Ah, cool. Have you played the game? Him. I might play the remake. My dad played the original, but I was too young for it. Me. <laughs> something, something, tears in the rain. When was the last time you were hunted down and given a stark reminder of your own creaking mortality by some young gun claiming the ignorance of something that was literally released? Ooh, two weeks ago. Wait, has it really been a decade and five prime ministers? What does my wife think is going on when I absentmindedly hum Venga Boys riffs when we watch the TV? And will we see a new game of the TV series of the game inspired by the TV series of the comic by way of Marioka song and spin-off t-shirts? Your cyclical content correspondent, Chris Conroy. I um, 
I'm constantly reminded of my, <laughs> of my the difference in age between me and my colleagues um, where, you know, sometimes I'll, I'll say something and they'll go, oh, I forgot you were really old, Simon. Uh, and that and that comes from one of my colleagues who um, who last year was the first time he'd been to London, <laughs> and he's never been to a gig. <laughs> wow! I know, I know, I know. So, um, yeah, we're, we're, this actually, what I was about to say will be a good segue into my next point, which is um, one of the things that happens that regularly reminds me of my own mortality is each Marioki that goes by, I have to explain more and more of the references in the songs. Specifically, Simon, your song um, that you wrote to My Chemical Romance's uh, The Black Parade, which is about... Spectrum Games. Mm-hmm. Which initially, when we first started performing this, uh, you know, 10 years ago, was a... You know, even then was a bit of a stretch for a nostalgic <laughs> blast from the past. But now... I have to explain what a spectrum was, what tapes were, um, and how this is a history lesson. And people just nod with blank eyes. Uh, but that happens more and more. You know, a lot of our games are re- rooted in songs and and games from the noughties. Um One of them that isn't is the song that Chris referenced in his letter there. And I have a I have something I wanted to ask you about that. Mm. Um, So we have a song about The Last of Us, uh, which is To The Venga Boys. Uh, What's that? It's called uh, We Like To Party, The Venga Bus Song. The Venga Bus Song is is The Venga Bus Is Coming, The Venga Bus Is Coming. Now, I would like to say, I would like to, I think we've talked about this on the show before, uh, I would like to present our version of that as a nuanced criticism of The Last of Us, a piece of video game criticism that, as I'm no longer a video game journalist, or at least one in print, I don't really get to put my thoughts uh, down in an ordered fashion as much as I'd like to. So instead, um, my criticism is confined to mariachi songs, and therefore I put my thoughts about The Last of Us in a mariachi song. And that song, the chorus goes, The Last of Us is rubbish, The Last of Us is rubbish, The Last of Us is rubbish. Last of Us is rubbish. No one wants to say it. Um, it basically says, and and the verse is is again nuanced criticism. However, we have distilled mariachi songs down into t-shirts. Now you can find those at hello.mario.ke. And the Last of Us one just says in big capitals, "The Last of Us is rubbish." There is a tiny vengabus between the Last of Us which is written in the Last of Us font and the is rubbish part. Now, should I wear that at GDC? Yes, Steve. I'm going to say yes, because that'll mm-hmm. be you wearing it and not me wearing it. <laughs> and it'll be nice to see the reaction. Well, we are both we are both going, so you will see the reaction. I'm hoping to hang out with you there, but maybe you will choose not to if I'm going to wear that. Um, yeah. Uh, who would... Who would um, who would you least like to bump into that you know mm. are wearing that T-shirt? I mean, we've had some of the developers of that on the show, haven't we? And I think it would be awkward. I think there's a lot of people who would react very strongly and stripped of the um, stripped of the ability to say, here is the context of this. Um, you know, I do absolutely respect the work that went into that game i think it's awe-inspiring in so many ways but structurally and in terms of mechanics i don't think it's all that interesting i think it's time someone presented the uh, counter argument to that i don't think that really comes across in the headline of the t-shirt so (laughs) maybe i won't maybe i won't maybe carry you know wear it but carry a gilet with you that you can (laughs) slip into if you spot somebody walking towards you between the North and South Halls. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, do we have a second letter? We do. We do. Uh, right, Jared. Letter. Jared writes, Dear team, and SSG, in your most recent and 500th episode of the show, Simon alluded to having given Braid a negative review when it came out in 2008. I wasn't an OLL listener at the time, so missed whatever it was Simon said about the game, but I wish I'd heard it. Every review I read and every opinion I heard from friends about the game was full of gushing praise. I didn't relate at all. Has there been a time when you felt so alone in your opinion of a game, either negative or positive, that you started to lose your grip on reality? Love the show, Jared. 
thank you for the uh, letter, Jared, on the Discord. Um, now, Jared, when this came in, um, I saw the body of the email and not your name, and initially thought it was from Jonathan Blow. Uh, cor- <laughs> correcting us, saying that he, he he wasn't a listener to the show at the time. Uh, we're, I'm frequently out of step with, you know, what the in the crowd seem to like. I've never got on with Elden Ring or Dark Souls or Demon Souls, even going all the way back there. Um, and so, yeah, I'm frequently, I frequently think that life is just you know about everybody else being in on an in joke to make me spend money on a game they know i won't like um that wasn't the case in this i mean i enjoyed braid genuinely enjoyed braid in a uh, mechanical he doesn't sense. listen anymore steve I and he's gone did. off the rails <laughs> he's gone off the rails you don't need to pander anymore you're going to get an email saying, so Simon, I heard you saying I went <laughs> exactly. off the rails. Well, that, you know, I, I, I meant that in a complimentary way. Hmm, did you? Because so now you're going to offend a lot of our other listeners. So <laughs> walk this line carefully, Simon. Okay. I, I think Braid is a fantastic game. Um, like, I, I, I genuinely think mechanically it does it does some things that uh, haven't hadn't been done in games before. Really, really interesting and enjoyable experience. From front to back. You didn't get it. Because we like different sorts of games, Simon. Sometimes our interests overlap. Rarely, I would (laughs) say. Um, uh, But yes, I I, I, I just don't like the games. I I find, you know, I'm slightly older than you, Steve, and I'm I'm a lot older than everybody else. Uh, You've been to a gig. You've been to (laughs) London several times. (laughs) I am... I just find myself struggling with games that are difficult. Um, mm. We'll come on to the game I'm playing later. Uh, yeah, I'm going to do one of them as well. 20 well. minutes. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so uh, I just, you know, I just want to have a nice time in games. You've talked before about um, wanting to rid the uh, the stigma of playing on easy mode. Uh, and I, you know, I'm with you. I just wish you, yeah, I just wish... <laughs> I just wish that the games did it for you rather than you having mm, to think same, about it. Same, same, same. Except, well, let's get to that in the let's get to that in the um, review section. All right, I've uh, got one final letter. Um, Hello, Byronic Games. I am writing to express my admiration for the exceptional quality and creativity evident in your games. My name is blah, 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 blah. I would love to schedule a call to discuss how our services can support your projects and why my company is the ideal partner for your needs. In the meantime, please, blah, blah, blah. Best regards, Benz. Simon, did you see this? I did see that, and I was, you know, I was pleased that AI write letters now, that write marketing <laughs> letters, and show absolutely well, they, no evidence of understanding the subject matter for which they they're do. trying to, to scavenge some business. You know, OpenAI slows down at about 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 one p.m. when all of the marketing experts, self-styled LinkedIn marketing experts, wake up in the U.S. and start sending out their mail mergers. Um, yeah, uh, I I was pleased to see this uh, partly because. I don't know why he's writing to Team at One Life Left. For I think uh, I must Byronic have put that. Games. I must have yeah. put that address down. So I didn't want people on the internet to find me in your Apple contact details. If I'm yeah. going down, we're all going down. Exactly. Uh, secondly, because I get those irregularly about Pixelgrams, the game I put out uh, five years ago, and sometimes I think, is this genuine? Is this real? Well, Pixelgrams was good. I could. I mean, none of my games <laughs> are good. That's how I knew that that wasn't genuine. <laughs> So have, have you yeah. noticed this um, trend um, in uh, these emails out of the blue, these cold calling emails that have this specific, can we arrange a call next week? Or mm. can we pop something in the diary for Thursday? Like, yeah. And I just look at them and I, and I, and I swear, I swear, in, mm. I, I swear out loud, like, of course not. And yet yeah. still they come, still they yeah. come. Happening on LinkedIn now as well. I yeah, did that's... think about a feature uh, actually on just mm-hmm. um, reading out what people are saying on you know people that we used to respect. What are they saying on LinkedIn at the moment? Um, one one man who uh, wrote um, who wrote a number of games that I used to love um, on LinkedIn uh, over the weekend. The weekend, Steve mm-hmm. said 
it was something like, try again includes train. What? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what? Why is what? What do you go out? What do you go? Do you go outside? What does that mean? I don't know. What, and, what? and 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 the thing is, Steve, he's not wrong. It does. When you look at it closely, it does include train. It's not immediately obvious, but it does. But I don't understand the point of it. I hope Phil titles this podcast includes train. <laughs> Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. All right. Um, that's the end of the letters section. It is. If you, uh, if you want to write... So thank you for all your letters this week. If you want to write to One Life Left, you can do so by emailing... Team at onelifeleft.com. Hello. Welcome back to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4. FM. Um, we should say I was going to do the any other business. I suppose this is any other business. We're doing a karaoke gig on the third Saturday of this month, as we do every month. All of the proceeds go to Resonance FM. Uh, it's their fundraising month. They've got lots of auctions on their website, or you can just go and give some money. Go to www.resonancefm.com um, and uh, yeah, come along and see the karaoke gig as well. You got any other business, Simon? No other business for me this week, Steve. Fabulous. Let's get on with the reviews. Simon, do you want to go first or shall I? I've got a couple of games to talk about. Um, One that I wanted to play and then didn't, and then one that I didn't want to play and have been. (laughs) Well, I've got one that I... One that I didn't want to play but felt like I should, and one that I was advised to play and wish I hadn't. Okay. Well, uh, the first... I was really looking forward to... um, Before Christmas, there was an excellent trailer for a game that came out, uh, which just looked incredible. Over-the-top action, uh, combat, a lot of blood. um, And I thought, oh, crikey, that's that's, that's a confident trailer. Uh, The game was called Wanted Dead. Um, and uh, yeah, I was really looking forward to it. I started playing it a couple of weeks ago. I was going to talk about it um, in the 500 show, but we didn't do reviews. Um, yeah, it was sort of pitched as a throwback to sort of you know what video games used to be like, uh, but with um, improved graphics and fidelity. And uh, you know, with that came this sort of nod that it was going to be a bit shonky in places. Uh, the truth is that it's it's it is all shonk, um, <laughs> and I didn't I really really struggled with it um, wrestling with uh, you know controls combat the whole lot um, yeah I bounced off it pretty hard um, so it went from you know brilliant uh, over the top uh, promise to just a really really bad realization um, and I felt I felt I felt dirty Steve uh, seven mm. out of ten I've been playing Sons of the Forest. Oh, have you now? Uh, everybody well, no. else has been, hasn't it? Not really. Because I, yeah, everybody else has. I think it almost broke GTA's record for uh, concurrent players, something like that. Or, sorry, I don't, I don't know if that's a record, but it almost beat GTA 5 on, on concurrent players. Um, but I, I, I've been playing it because I hadn't heard of it. And it terrified me. We've talked a lot today about how we're old. Uh, we've also talked on the show before about how it's increasingly hard to stay up to date with every single game that comes out. There are so many games that come out, and games is such a huge hobby uh, these days. Increasingly, people, when they say they care about games, they mean they care about a game. They're into one thing, and that is their hobby. They play, you know, Overwatch or World of Warcraft or, or, or even Sons of the Forest 2. That's that, uh, sorry, Sons of the Forest, that's their game. And um, I thought, right, it's... I'd heard about this I hadn't heard of this game and suddenly it was the biggest thing in the world and I thought right it's time for me to well I tell you the thing that really terrified me was when someone said oh yeah that it's the sequel to The Forest and I hadn't heard of that either <laughs> and so so yeah, I thought I'll, I'll go in it's um, it's a survival game um, 
It's quite, I, I, I don't know, I wasn't very impressed with the beginning. You, There's a, a cutscene, you flying on a helicopter. It doesn't feel very next-gen. Um, no dialogue. You, you're going through on a mission to, I, I guess, rescue some people. Uh, and then you crash land and you wake up on an island. It feels very 10 years ago, honestly. And then begins the crafting. You're on a beach. You wander around, you pick up some cases. You see some gruesomely speared dead bodies you get some stuff uh you have an ai companion you can get to help you or you could play it with real life people but honestly who wants to do that um and yeah there is a foreboding forest that you can go into never did simon played it for 20 minutes couldn't get to grips with the crafting found it all a bit like uninteresting and then questioned myself whether i really wanted to play this and the answer was no i don't it's not for me, and I shouldn't feel obliged to play things that aren't for me uh, as much as I feel like I'm drifting out of touch with some sorts of games. That's absolutely fine. Uh, so I didn't didn't get any further than that. I did save my game in case I ever wanted to go back in, but I think me and the system and you and Anbot all know that I never will. 7 out of 10. That poor save file, Steve, sitting there, ready to be opened again, excited every time you yeah. fire up your PC. Um, I have been tinkering with my Steam Deck, and uh, I was reading on the Steam Deck Reddits um, this utility package that a user had done which made everything better, so I installed that. Uh, and then I was sort of poking around to see what difference it would make, and you can you know, you can do some things that make the screen uh, brighter and more vibrant. And apparently it's, um, it speeds up uh, certain games and emulators and stuff. And I thought, okay, cool, I'm going to try. So I loaded uh, EmuDeck, which is uh, Steam Deck's uh, really easy to install suite of emulators. And I ended up, Steve, installing The Legend of Zelda Wind Waker. Uh, what? I'll just, I'll just see how this goes. Um, it's a game that I've owned uh, on GameCube. Uh, and Wii U, and have never finished. And I just loaded it up on the old Steam Deck. And oh my goodness, I've got... I think I'm going to finish it this time round. Uh, I never had done before. It just plays beautifully and harks back to... You know, we uh, we talk about uh, the, uh, the hard-as-nails games. I'm just thoroughly enjoying my time in, in its world. Um, it's got, you know, puzzles... Because we're all so familiar with the mechanics um, of Zelda and you know what the old school dungeons used to be like, it's got puzzles that are solvable with a little bit of head scratching, but no need to rush to the internet or you know buy a Brady Games book. Um, it's got bosses that I think everyone so far I've done I've done first time, um, but there is jeopardy though because it's got. Uh, it has uh, so, you, so, you, so you can't reload from where you last immediately last saved. There's there is there are checkpoints now. Those checkpoints are quite generous, but still, you know you don't want to be failing a boss. But just in case the route back to the boss's dun- uh, boss's dungeon room uh, is is uh, too long. But no, it's just been great. Now maybe that's because I am just familiar with how all the bosses work these days. Oh, cool! You've just been given the boomerang. You're going to need the boomerang to do something or other. Uh, but yeah, it's it's great. I think I've got further than. I mean, it is difficult to know because uh, we talked about this with Uncharted. That I, you know, even though I almost finished that, I couldn't remember it when, when I played it again on the Steam Deck. But uh, I think I've got further than I've ever got before, and uh, yeah, I'm really enjoying it. May well finish it. Seven out of ten. Fantastic. I've been thinking about uh, going back to that as well. Um, I, I genuinely miss that game in a weirdly emotional way. Um, more it's than so more than beautiful. Like, yeah. Um, I saw a game. Can't remember whether it's on on Kickstarter or coming into early access. Saw a game on my Twitter feed that looked a bit like it, and I really got a craving for it. Um, okay, so the game that I've started that I wish I hadn't is called The Tower. Simon, have you heard of The Tower? I have heard of, and I have played of. Have, have you played of? Yeah. Um, yeah, I hadn't heard of it. I saw Kristen Donlan, uh, who I love, mention it on Eurogamer. Um, this week and saw it was on itch was it on itch yeah on itch and i thought what can go wrong simple to play in a browser 
And what went wrong is unfortunately I am incredibly vulnerable to those kind of microscopic, simple to play game loops. And I have not been able to stop playing it. I am really? not sure what I am getting from it, but I can't break out of it like a clicker, um, but differently structured. So I would advise you all to go to uh, to go to um, itch.io and play play the game. Um, it is by Tallywinkle, tallywinkle.itch.io and find the tower there. Or I would advise you all to not play it. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm more with that second line. Yeah. For different reasons, I'd imagine. Yeah, uh, okay. I mean, if you like to think about game mechanics and like to think about things... <laughs> think about the wider hobby of games and the purpose and why you are doing things and if you are also interested in cute stuff that's easy to play and makes you go oh no then you should play it if you are not easily able to stop things then probably don't um, I don't want to say anything more about the mechanic uh, because I think it's really really clever I'd like you to discover it for yourself but also, I'm aware that I may be trapping you in the loop that I am trapped in. Or you may bounce off it like Simon and go, what is this nonsense? Closing the window. The end, uh, 7 out of 10. All right. Aside from the 7, give me give, just give me a number related to the <laughs> No, no, no. So, so just, just, just give me a number. Where, where are you? Oh, uh, fifth, well, are you? Oscillates fifty something, fifty. Goodness me, Steve! Mm. You've got too much time on your hands. I don't. I have zero time, almost zero time. Well, but that's the I, problem. It I lives in a browser. Play it, do you? Yeah. As I li- as I as I was trying to remember the name of the itch.io post, I switched back to the page. I was like, oh, I could just do one while I'm talking right now. Mm. Anyway, mm. that's the reviews, and that's basically the show as well, isn't that's it, Simon? The show. Yes. Uh, yes. Well, uh, congratulations on your evil experiment. Well done. You will replace us all. <laughs> thank you. And, yeah, thank you to OpenAI and to Eleven Labs and, of course, to Anne. We just got an email from Anne. I don't know if you saw that uh, during the show, but it's about something else. I was, I was For a minute, I was like, is she listening? Uh, I realise. Yeah. Well, she's not sent it to me. Mm. Well, it's about the accounts, Simon. Uh-oh. Senior management only. Okay, yeah. I mean, I don't understand that sort of thing, Steve. Well, you you tell me I wouldn't understand. You don't. Look, we're overrunning. To. We're overrunning. You just keep your pretty face on the radio, uh, and that's all you need to do. All right. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. Thanks, Thank residents. Uh, see you all next week. Until then, goodbye. Bye. Bye.